is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Are you ready for a break? Uh, Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Tuesday, November 5th, 2019, season 15, episode number 75. Welcome to another edition of the break, we are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, and uh, we got a lot to talk about today. Cowboys get a win yesterday, a big win, a win they needed in the division. They beat the New York Giants, uh, final score 37-18, um, in a game that I guess I would characterize it as a game that on paper looks like a beatdown, but if you watch the game and you're a Cowboys fan or an observer of the Cowboys, you probably have just as many questions coming out of that game as you have answers. What I'm going to do, though, is got my crew here. We're going to talk about some storylines. Let's start off there. Amber, what do you think was the biggest storyline coming out of that game? Yeah. <laughs> nice sound effect there. I mean, that's the right answer. But go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, that was that was probably the best moment of the game. The most entertaining moment was that black cat hitting the field, which turned out that his presence made everything change for the Cowboys. Definitely but a girl. It was definitely a girl. a girl. Why? I don't know. Just what where are you that going with that? Do? Yeah, where are you going with that? Just all over the place, and and you never. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. I'm out on that. I'm not touching that. No, you're on that bro. All right, back to football. Um, (laughs) Back to football. (laughs) Back to football. I, you know, I'm just really frustrated and annoyed and upset. I know that the Cowboys picked it up, but then when you look at the teams that they have beat this season, it's just. To me, that's unacceptable. Going in against the Giants and starting the game playing that way, you're not going to win many games playing this way once you start facing bigger opponents. So I'm just kind of disappointed because we know what the Cowboys can do and they just don't do it. Wow. I love that. Hit me five, AG, because it would be so easy to come in here on a victory Tuesday. We didn't get a lot of sleep. They've won by 19. It would be so easy to come in here, you know, singing sunshine. And that's not the case. Like, good for them. They handled business against an inferior team. Talent won out in the end. But honestly, for my money, the first three quarters of that game looked a lot like Green Bay, which is to say... um, Moved the ball on offense, but sloppy, got in their own way, turned the ball over, untimely penalties. Uh, the defense played better. I'll give them that. The defense, you're right. The defense was much better. Oh, by the way, who were they playing? The two and six Giants with a rookie quarterback and not Aaron Rodgers. So, all. No, but you play, you play. You play who you, you play. play who play. All wins are good wins. I'm not trying to crap on them too much, but my point is. They played an ugly, sloppy first two to two and a half quarters of that game. And they were really lucky to be leading at halftime, let alone even be in the game. Um, it gets you beat against better teams. It already has this year. It got them beat against a bad team in the New York Jets. Um, so kudos to them. I was really encouraged by the way the defense played. But it just looked a lot like so many other games we've seen this year. And it will get them beat when they play teams that aren't now two and seven so i'm not that impressed all things considered 
Nick? I thought this is about taking care of business, and, and, and they did that. The, the defense, um, I thought, set the tone the whole game. And the defense, the, the offensive line and the defensive line dominated the line of scrimmage. And I thought that, that to me, is why I don't call this really an ugly game, ugly win, just because if you win up front, you're going to win. It doesn't matter if it's 5A football, 6A football, you know, college, pro. If, if, if you kick their ass up front, and, and they did that, and so – I thought I think Michael Bennett is from one game's worth. I think Michael Bennett was an absolute outstanding acquisition. Let's see how it all plays out. But that's what they have missed right there. They have missed a push right up the middle. I love Tyrone Crawford. He doesn't really give them that though. He really not not from what he did in that game. And so um, we can talk more about it. But I, I I'm not really you know annoyed by the, the way the game was. I mean Monday Night Football playing against a division team. They, they got more momentum. I thought the Cowboys, it, it, that's kind of what I thought it would be, you know. Yeah, and I do think it was two different storylines because I agree with a lot of what you guys, Amber and Dave, are saying, but I think it's it, to me it's it's the offense. The offense had a horrible – I shouldn't say horrible. They had a game that was not very crisp. Uh, the quarterback I don't think played particularly well, especially in the early parts. He got it going a little bit later. But a lot of that was get the ball to the right guy, and those guys made some plays – some big plays that got him big yardage and touchdowns. But if you look at the defense, I think the defense was really outstanding. The fact that they were – think about this. They had three turnovers. They had five sacks. They had 11 quarterback hits. They stopped the Giants. They were one of five uh, in the red zone last night. Five times they were in the red zone, and they ended up with four field goals and one touchdown. It's starting with the first series of the game when Dak gives up the, the interception and they start on the freaking eight-yard line. I mean, you look at a game like that, to me, that is a dominant defensive performance against a division rival. So I, I agree with you guys offensively. I don't think defensively that's the right story. No, you're right. And I they deserve a lot of credit. I think that's as impressed as I've been by the defense. And I think that even includes the Philly game because this was on the road. Saints game? Uh, Eaton, well, better offense, obviously, that they were playing. Better offense, I just they just looked like tenacious. Like, whether you're like Sean Lee attacking stuff downhill, looking like it was five years ago. Not that he's lost a step, but but you haven't. I mean, he clearly hasn't. Like, when he yeah. gets the opportunity and he's healthy, he hasn't lost anything. We just haven't seen it recently. Um, the it seemed like the pass rush was on top of Daniel Jones before he had time to do anything more often than not. I think we're finally seeing. Robert Quinn's success paying dividends for Tank Lawrence because all of a sudden he's getting one-on-ones and just annihilating Mike Rimmers at will, basically. Uh, Bennett was impressive. Jalen Smith was very impressive for the most part. Xavier Woods probably played the game of his career. So you're right. They were they were great. It's just the uncharacter. No, not the very characteristic mistakes <laughs> by the offense. Just, the consistent inconsistency. I agree with Nick to a point that it is the NFL, and I, I think I said in our pregame write-up, I was like, you know, they're going to win this game by 17 or 20 points, but it it's going to take them some time to pull away. But even knowing that, it's it just was ugly yeah. at the start. It just didn't look crisp, and you would have preferred to see better coming out of a bye week. You see, I understand that you have to focus – on each game at a time but we've seen it way too often already during the season and your defense can only do so much to help you and it's just yes they played a great game but where is that gonna get you in the next 
upcoming games. In my opinion, the the best. Well, I shouldn't even say that. Two of the best three or four teams in this league right now are winning with defense, with outstanding defense. And their offenses are a lot of what you saw last night from the Cowboys. And I'm talking about the San Francisco 49ers. I'm talking about the New England Patriots. Both those teams are not having great offensive seasons. They're playing outstanding defense. And and I actually think that this move to bring in uh, Michael Bennett changes the whole complexion of this team because I think he does give you – Dave, you mentioned that you, you saw last night the dividends are starting to pay off of Robert, Robert Quinn and what that means for DeMarcus. I actually think it's starting to pay off in, a, in just one game. We saw the difference that a Michael Bennett makes. The guy is so active and so disruptive in the middle part of the defense when he's playing defensive tackle. And those other two guys on the field, that first sack for DeMarcus was all about the fact that he just collapsed the pocket. And then here comes DeMarcus just looping around in the inside. And he had a clear path to the quarterback. I mean, that's what you get from a guy like him. And... I don't think that's a coincidence that that in that game you saw the turnovers, you saw the fumbles, you saw the interception. I think all that stuff works together. You get more pressure, you get more quarterback hits, it's going to result in the defense getting off the field and giving the offense a short field sometimes. And I guess that it goes back to my point. I mean, we've seen we've seen games where they've had a, they had five sacks against New Orleans. They've gotten sacks at times this year, but it didn't look like that, in my opinion. Like you know, Demarcus had a sack against Teddy Bridgewater, where Bridgewater moved up in the pocket because mm-hmm. he had room, and Tank swiped him right at the line of scrimmage. Like last night, Daniel Jones. I mean, he just had guys on top of him before he had a chance to even read the defense, and that was super fun and super encouraging if they can keep that going. But remember who Daniel Jones is and the inexperience there. So you got to look at it in all different ways. Yes, great job for the defense. And it is encouraging to see what Michael Bennett was able to do. But keep in mind who you were playing against. I get all that. You know what? Hold on. They're playing against the best running back in in football right now. And, and, And that guy had... You know, I mean, he they did a great job. I mean, he had a 65 yard play. That's what makes him so good because, I mean, when you think about 19 touches for Barkley, gets him uh, 30 yards, 19 touches for 30 yards. And then all of a sudden, he gets another one, 65 yards. And and, and he's doing most of that on his own. I mean, that Mm -hmm. was a pass, but I mean, that was a a short pass. But they are facing a great running back and they're facing a rookie um, quarterback. It's going to get a lot tougher than that. Uh, but I, I just think I don't know. I think like we're we're setting our maybe the expectations are too high. Like I don't think this is a great football team. I think this is a a good football team. I thought they were going to be great, but they're not. They're going to be good and with a chance to compete with anyone. But yeah. I mean, I think they can compete with any team in the league. But I also think that any team in the league is going to hang in there with them like they did. The Dolphins hung in there for a little bit. The Jets beat them. The Giants hung in there. So. I think this is kind of what it is. Yeah, I, honestly, I just I look at this game, and I probably am a little bit more optimistic after this game than I than it's not like most of you guys are. But it's because I look at this defense, and I've seen I've seen teams in this NFL where they get rolling. And they get rolling because their defensive front is so stout and so ferocious. And so this gives me shades of that look. That giant team you beat last night, they won two Super Bowls in the 2000s doing that. That what they did last, what the Cowboys did last night, having a defensive front that is just consistently after your quarterback. It changes games, and it has a way of keeping you in games when your offense is kind of sputtering until they can get it going and until they can make a yeah. play here and there, and, and it gets rolling. So how many games I just, can you win with field goals? Do what? How many games can you win with field goals? 
I'm not saying you're going to win no, a bunch of games. I'm just saying you need a good balance. I mean, yes, your defense can be great and all that, but it, it, your defense is not going to be able to win for you every single game. I get that, but once again, you look at the best teams in the NFL this year. Two of the best teams I just mentioned are doing it with defense. Their offenses are not playing that great. I just, I'm just optimistic about what I'm seeing defensively. And again, it may end up that that defense that was an aberration what we saw last night from them. Maybe they they get into a game this week and they just get run out of the building. Who knows? All I'm saying is, watching that defense last night, it gave me some level of optimism that maybe this defense can can actually put this team on its shoulder and they they really can make some make some hay. I don't think you're going to see them get run out of any buildings. They're clearly very good. Like, even in the games they've played poorly, you know, they buckled down and limited Green Bay after a slow start, and a lot of that was because the offense kept turning the ball over. I just think the problem is... Can they dominate a game like that against a good quarterback if their offense keeps putting them in bad positions? I mean, they did and this. And that's what we have to see, right? They did this in New Orleans. I mean, they held the Saints out of the end zone on four or five trips, mm-hmm. again, against a, a, an above average backup quarterback, but still a backup. And, you know, like, I don't, I don't think we're trying to rain on people's parades, but the offense just, there's so much talent. And it isn't translating as consistently as it needs to. And that sounds stupid. They had 429 yards and scored 30 points. <laughs> and they're number one in the league. Yeah. Right? right? I mean, I just, <laughs> I'm so, like you said, maybe they're not great, but they're really, really good. I don't, right? I don't know. Like, I'm, I think we're just seeing a different game right now. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that, oh, you beat the Giants. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to go in the press Giants. box and say Super Bowl. <laughs> like, Derek, Derek, Derek did. Uh, I was a little high on no sleep yesterday. So I, anything I said just kind of He was jumping discounted. around saying Super Bowl bounce. <laughs> I was, yeah, get down I was the field. It was like <laughs> shadow boxing with Dave down yeah, there. It was, yeah. it was a rough, it I was just, a rough I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it, if it takes you 25 minutes to start playing competent football against yeah. the better teams in the league, I don't think that's a recipe for success. Did and, you kick their ass, though? Did they? Did the Cowboys kick the Giants' ass? At they the, left no doubt they were the better team. At the end of the day, sure. And but it's the Giants. That's, okay. We call that a we call that a front door cover. That's I mean, like we said you just said at the top of the show, like you and I looked at each other on the sideline last night and we were like, people that look up and people yeah. that wake up in yeah. the morning and didn't finish this game and look at the score are gonna have the wrong impression of what really happened right. here. Well they're not real fans. Well, I'm not talking about <laughs> cowboy fans. I'm talking about no. Joe Blow, talking about some media no, people, some Joe Blow Panther <laughs> fan who just didn't feel like watching the game. Right. But it's like with uh, Green Bay, how they played against Green Bay and having a slow start. Once they finally started to move the ball, it was just too late against a guy like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Yes, not everybody's Aaron Rodgers, but still, when you start talking about veteran guys with a lot of experience who are yeah. better teams, you know, that's the kind of challenge that you're going to face when you end up starting slow and picking it up later in the fourth quarter. Is this a challenge this week? I mean, I know we're not going to move on just yet, but I mean, Hell this, yeah. this is a challenge, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, so good. I mean, so But this is a team very similar to the Cowboys in my opinion. Like they are team like now in Minnesota, they're like what team are we going to get this week? Like yeah. they're just as inconsistent as the Cowboys from the standpoint of one week they'll show up and they look like world beaters, the next week they show up and like what's this? Who is this team? Like it's just these are two teams that are kind of trying to figure out what their yeah. identity really and is. And this quarterback is not, I mean, he's right. never really hurt the Cowboys. Right. He's always been. Every time I've watched him, I'm like, mm, I don't want to be like that Eagles 
linebacker that said he's he's not very good, but he has not been very good against the Cowboys. I would argue we're talking about the Minnesota Vikings for those. Kirk that Cousins has played some really good games against the Cowboys. Just not. Good. I mean, he bombed away on them for like four sixty a couple uh, years 2015. ago. 2015, 16, I think. No, so, uh, so, Elder Dax Dax first road game. He he. He killed him. I mean, he threw a terrible pick in the end zone to our guy Barry Church. I mean, I, I'm with you. I'm he's I think he's overrated. I think I saw last night he's one in twenty seven against teams with a winning record. He doesn't necessarily <laughs> really? terrify wow. me, but he's played some good games. He came here that same season, he came here on Thanksgiving and threw for four or something, and Dak just outdueled him. That was a really fun game. All but, right, we're gonna take our first sorry, break. Anyway. We, no, we're gonna take our first break when we come back. I do want to talk about this offense a little bit more. We talked about the struggles they had, but there was one thing they did really, really well. We'll talk about that when we come back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Whether you're into being a part of this or more into something like this, SeatGeek has the tickets to the events you love. It's the easiest way to find, buy, and sell tickets. Plus, with their deal score technology, they'll recommend the best seats in the house at the best value. So the next time you're craving this, download the SeatGeek app and let's go. SeatGeek. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Ready? Okay. Give, Give me an S. S. Give me an O. Just okay is not okay. Whether it's cheerleaders or your wireless network, AT&T is America's best wireless network. Best network based on GWS1 score September 2019. Back to the break. Back. Welcome yeah. back. It is the final segment <laughs> of the break. I'm the second segment of the break. Live we get lost in our own conversations sometimes. Yeah, sometimes I just wish we just go right through breaks and just keep talking because the conversation is good. So, anyway, um, we talked about the offense and and some of the struggles. One thing that we need to talk about, Nick, you alluded to it a little earlier. The offensive line was absolutely dominant yesterday, and it reflected in the rushing yards. Uh, Zeke talked about it after the game. It was like it was the easiest 139 yards he's ever gotten. He's like because the offensive line was just mauling him and creating these huge gaps for him. He does have 23 carries, 139 yards, a 6.0 average on 23 carries. That's impressive. Yeah, that's extremely impressive. Talk about this offensive line and, and the running game. Yeah, I thought that you know you asked me at one point in the game how many yards does Zeke have and. About 70, 80, <laughs> right, and it was yeah. 117, and it was, you know, it was a quiet 117. But they, you know, it's nothing flashy with them, but, um, but 10, 12 yards at a, at, you know, at a time. And then, you know, 
down in the red zone on that second possession. I mean, you know, we all want to see Tony Pollard at some point, but at that point in the game, I, I don't know. I thought that was a little too early to be putting him out there um, in, in a couple of plays like that. But, they, you know, they did stall there. But for the most part, I thought Zeke and Pollard um, helped in there, and it was it was a good effort. I th- it felt like Kellen Moore like listened to the break because yeah. he gave Pollard a chance. He does he? Maybe that would be so cool. What's up, Kellen? Uh, appreciate <laughs> appreciate your listening. Um, he tried to get Pollard involved in all the ways that we talk about. We want him to, and it just so I don't know. Maybe the lights were a little too bright for Tony, but or, and a variety of guys. I mean, he had a run called back by a, a flag on Lyle Collins, I think, uh, but the dropped screen pass. I mean. It's stuff like that, though. I mean, if he catches that, he probably scores, or they, you know, they're down near the goal line, and they just keep shooting themselves in the foot. But you know, people get mad at the coaching staff. I can't blame the coaches for what they were doing in that game at all. They came out throwing. They were getting guys involved. They were scheming up different ways to to get touches for guys, and it didn't translate at the start. One thing I thought was really um, interesting. I said this to you in the press box that first play of the game. I mean, just. Telegraphed that you know the he was only looking at the at the slant. It got intercepted. You know they come back in the next possession slant to Gallup. Almost the same play. I, I thought that he just was, looked in a different window. Yeah, this time. I, I thought it was good to like you know what yeah. I mean. Okay, nice play, but we're not going to change what we do. We're still going to go out and do these things. And you know, and they went down the field and got a field goal. But I thought that was big. I think their first five snaps were throws. Four, four sorry, yeah, four. Yeah. But yeah, that, that was I thought that was pretty impressive that they that they at least changed that up a little bit, and I think two or three of those were play action. So they knew obviously that any team they go against is going to be expecting them to run the ball early, and so I think they were doing the right things schematically. I think offensively, they were calling the right kinds of plays. They just couldn't get out of their own way early. They were just making way too many mistakes. You know, you had the botch snap that ended up in a in a sack. I mean, it was just those kinds of things that just you got to get a, a touchdown call back. Which at this point, Cobb just should be like, man, don't throw to me in the end zone because we know it's going to get called back. Seriously, I mean that's three for him now this season. Touchdowns that have gotten called back, but it's those kind of moments where the offense just early was was just shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah, you talk about all the great things that they were able to do against the Eagles, and that you hope they could carry over to this game. And for me, the running game was one of those things that they were able to kind of carry over consistently. You know, and Zeke being able to just keep pounding and like Nick said those yards I mean at the end of the game they add up all of them and even if it's little ones that you don't really notice but it becomes very effective towards the end Nick you mentioned how much Pollard played um, especially early during the game I was a little bit on the same page with you but when I went back after the game and was really thinking about it I think I actually like this a little bit more and and not not really waiting to to get Zeke to a point where he needs to be spelled but actually just rotating them a little bit more frequently. I I don't think it's a – well, I shouldn't say that. I I don't know if Zeke having the night he had last night was a result of the fact that he was fresher. The defense didn't get a beat on – when Pollard was coming in versus Zeke. Like They were were just kind of rotating them around. And and to be honest with you, it's been a long time since you had two backs here that when either one of them in the game, I felt – pretty good about their abilities to be able to get the job done. And I'll throw out one play, particularly where Pollard uh, picked up the blitz last night, which if you had some questions about his ability, that was one thing you'd question. And he he made a really, really nice pickup. It was actually across the quarterback. He had to go in front of the quarterback's face, make the blitz pickup. He did it well, gave Dak time to make a a throw. So I 
I look at it and I'm like, I actually want to see a little bit of that. I want to see them mix it up. Now, I want I want Zeke in there on some of the critical downs, but by and large, I have no problem oh. with Pollard playing as much as they want him to play. Well, Pollard hasn't proven to me that he's a he's better at you know catching the ball. Like, I mean, going out there and, and making a play like that. Um, we, we is talk- that a one-time thing, though, last night? Or is that something that you well, think it was two, is— It was two in a row. I, mean, I know, but well, I'm One saying, play, like- he couldn't find the ball. And the second one, he dropped the screen. And and I, I get getting him in the game, but you're down 3 nothing, And, and you know, let's let's get Zeke going here because I, I would— Who would you rather have catch that ball? <laughs> no, I, mean, I mean, that's a loaded question. Of course it's going to be Zeke, right? But if it's a course it's going to be Zeke, then why not on why not have it as, as because Zeke I'm there? because I'm not against Pollard. I guess that's I'm not the point. I'm not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fight hard to say I you know no don't put Zeke on the field. But at the same time, I'm kind of ambivalent about it. Like well, I'm good is, with Pollard being out this there. This is the time when you have to put him out there, even if it's little by little, whenever you can, because towards the end of the year, I mean, those are the times that you're most likely gonna have to need him to be on the field and help Zeke. So, you know, I, I'm not – I like the way they used him. Not too forced, but not completely on present on the field, you know. And that, I think that's the way that they should be doing it because, again, it just kind of helps build him up little by little and give him more experience as the game keeps going. I'm 100% with y'all. I mean, I mean, Zeke still got 77% of the touches in the running game. Let's not act like it was a committee. Um, but you got to put that stuff on tape for people to respect it. That's I was, like, visibly excited last night. They gave him one of his carries was on, like, a fly sweep. Or, may, or maybe it was just a fake but or a little pop pass. Either way, that's what I want to see because defenses have to see it before they respect that it can happen. Um, and I also love, you know, just bringing him in situationally as opposed to like, well, it's the third possession of the half. And so this is Tony's time. I never really agreed with that when they did it with Morris and Rod Smith. So I thought it was great. He, he wasn't, he wasn't quite, quite ready for prime time last night, but he's a young player. I think he had four receptions going into that game on the year. And we had talked before about how dumb that was. Um, so I think it's, it's great to get him involved. And it's so funny to me during these games, like, and Zeke was limping for a minute in the first half, but everybody's like, Oh my God, where's Zeke? Why is Pollard? And I'm like, no, like, that's just what they're doing. They have two good running backs and they're trying to get their rookie involved. I don't, I don't have a problem with it, especially when you see, you know, Zeke is still finishing with 23 of the 30 touches. Yep. Right. Well, me. let's let's just keep an eye on it, like because we just talked about how they they did struggle there in the red zone, and you know this offense, you know, they can't beat the Packers and teams like that. You struggle like that. Let's just see if that continues, I mean, because they took out their best running back and put in Pollard. Went to him twice in the passing game. One time he couldn't find the ball. Second one he just dropped a simple pass, and they and they had to kick a field goal. So I mean, let's let's see if they do that again. I mean. I'll- I, yeah, I will say this, though. I, that has not been what I've seen of Pollard going back to training camp and through the early parts of the season. But catching the ball hasn't been what you've seen either. Well, but they, for as much as they've done it, that hasn't been a problem. So right. I'll say I'll, – I'll chalk that up to he had a bad couple plays there before I'm willing to say I don't think he's capable of doing it and doing it well. Um, right. I want to see a little bit more. And I like what I saw yesterday. Again, he I don't think he got the lion's share. I mean, he got just a little bit. But it was a little bit. It was enough to me that maybe that was the reason why uh, why, why, Zach, why, why, why Zeke had the game he had. And maybe that means that Zeke will be a lot fresher as you go into December and you're playing that game in Chicago where it might be really, really cold and might be snowing and you need that guy to be pounding the ball. Like, 
those are the moments when I think that having these those few extra carries off his back actually might help you. <laughs> He's not here for it. I, I'm just not ready to rotate the best running back in, or the second best running back in football on the first drive. I'm not really ready to do that. Yeah, That's we were okay. both taken aback by it. I, okay. Both of us kind of looked at each other like, "How did that happen?" But maybe he was you know, limping then. Is. Maybe he was banged up. Maybe that was it, but because I asked you that, like, am, am I? Yeah, I looked at the, I looked through my binoculars. I was like, no, he's he's fine. He's just down there, you know, chilling. Maybe just I'm, feel. maybe I'm just an unapolog- unapologetic Tony Pollard stand. That is a mouthful, yeah. but I just think he brings a dynamic element to this offense, and he. He kind of he failed the big test last night, but there's too much talent there. And that yeah, in the, I think it was the third quarter, he had that blitz pickup, and the play before, he carried some guys for about 12 mm-hmm. yards on a very Zeke-like run. So, yeah. I mean, he can do a little bit of everything, and I just I don't like the idea of him just standing on the sideline waiting for Zeke to need a blow. Like yeah. he's worth getting involved. There are times when he runs, and I'm I'm like I'm trying to literally see is that Zeke or is that Pollard like and it's not that they have the same build or anything like that it's just that those kind of runs that you don't expect to see from Pollard where he's using it, power I mean it, he could do that he could do some of that if he's gonna take somebody's snaps I mean I'm kind of ready for Randall Cobb's snaps to be kind of transformed over a little bit with his all right let's take a break let's take a break we'll yeah. come back and Nick will tell us why maybe we need to get Randall Cobb off the field no. in favor of Pollard we'll do that when we come right back this is DallasCowboys.com radio Just okay is not okay. Whether it's cheerleaders or your wireless network, AT&T is America's best wireless network. Best network based on GWS1 score September 2019. It's time for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. The OtterBox that builds those crazy protective phone cases? Yup, and now they're changing the side dish game with the OtterBox Trooper Soft Cooler. Lightweight, mobile, and leak-proof, Trooper is perfect for blitzing a crowded parking lot with a Frito pie. Amazing. Hey, you think I could fit my seven-layer salmon salad into the Trooper cooler? Yep, but please don't. And that's been Tailgating with the OtterBox Boys. Learn more about the Trooper soft coolers at otterbox.com. Whether you're into being a part of this or more into something like this, SeatGeek has the tickets to the events you love. It's the easiest way to find, buy, and sell tickets. Plus, with their deal score technology, they'll recommend the best seats in the house at the best value. So the next time you're craving this, download the SeatGeek app and let's go. Seeky. Hey, Cowboys Nation. This season, when the Cowboys win, you get to experience the sweet taste of victory because if the Cowboys win, the next day, Dunkin' is offering a free medium hot or iced coffee. So don't just celebrate the Cowboys' success from the sidelines. Head to Dunkin' and treat yourself to real victory because this season, Cowboys fans aren't only winning on game day, they're winning the next day, too, with a free medium coffee. Cowboys Nation runs on Dunkin'. Excludes cold brew. Limit one per guest. Participation may vary. Limited time offer back to the break you know what time it is it's almost christmas time i mean that's what it says no. on the sheet. It's what Ooh, it says. and you know something i already got y'all's christmas says here really yeah did chelsea taylor write this ad sorry it's an inside joke no 
No one got it Kelsey but you. Tingle. Friend of mine. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. She put up her Christmas tree on Friday. It's fine. That's yeah. okay. Okay. I'm good with that. So the third annual <laughs> Christmas at the Star presented by Albertsons and Tom Thumb. Hmm. Uh, from November 22nd through December 21st, taking place at the Star and First Girl, you can enjoy free family family friendly events throughout the holiday season, including the Christmas Spectacular presented by Albertsons and Tom Thumb, and the opportunity to take a photo with Santa Claus. Oh! For more information, visit the Star in Frisco. You ever been out there to the Christmas Spectacular? Yeah. You can bring your kids. I can take bring family my kids. Photos. Now, my kids don't really care about that, but yeah, <laughs> you can take your kids if your kids care about that kind of what stuff. What if we put a Santa hat on a black cat called him Santa Paws? Okay. No? I like it. Derek liked it. Damn, I was expecting I, like cr- it. I was expecting crickets. Now I am really in a silly mood today, yeah. so maybe that's why I'm liking it. Sleep like deprivation it. will do that. Man, that, that all of a sudden happened. it was like that, I, I can do like something it. with that. We got a text message like during the game from Lindsay. Yeah, we and did. she was I mean she just had she all it. kinds of puns. And I used them all and inside the story. I was like, oh the cowboys are fur real and what else was it? It was all Oh, All kinds God. of stuff. I, I, Stop kitting around and <laughs> it was good stuff. Clawing yeah. back in it. They let the cat out of the bag and they yeah. Did you ever figure out what the other things I know that the lights went out in that stadium. I, I could have sworn there were some other things that would have happened. Well, in New York some guy made like, this ridiculous catch that you know you no well, way you should ever make a football catch like hey, that. Hey, a guy last night made a catch that wasn't far off from that. Uh, okay. <laughs> Stop it. It was a nice catch. It was a nice catch. It's not yeah. gonna be sitting in the ESPYs like if next Odell's year. play True. was like a 10 out of 10. I mean, Tate's was really good, but it's I'd give like him a, a 7. I'd give him like a 6.5. No, he t- that's a 7. That was a really nice catch. It was, okay. nice catch. It was a great catch. 6.5 and, and a 7. Wow, what a big difference. <laughs> it was a 15-yard catch instead of like a 52-yard catch. Point. Anyway, but, sorry. Um, Tate's, a good, Tate's a good player. He is. I, I don't know. I mean, it was it Randall was Cobb, you want oh, yeah, we to take him off the field? Give him. Give no, I said it. I said else. in the break, Randall Cobb is is very similar to the Cowboys, just in general. You like, he's he's good. Yeah, no, he's a good player. He's a good player. He's been a good player for a long time. <laughs> he's not very good. God, he's terrible. Like you know, you like just up and down, and you know, good catch. Oh, there first a fumble, like, and not just any fumble, but like one of those that pops way up in the air, fair yeah. catch fumbles. It's like, it just sucks. And even even with the fumble. If that touchdown doesn't get called back, he's got like seven catches for fifty something and a touchdown, and you're like, yeah, like we can work with that. It's a great throw by Dak. It was. It was. um, It was a badass play, and like for my money, it was a classic case of Tyron just manhandled a guy, and the ref called it holding because he was like, surely an NFL player can't get ragdolled like that. Yeah, yeah. I used to watch more Tyron. He can. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Uh, I just I feel for Cobb because he's definitely you know he's not the dynamic second round pick that he was i mean he was the packers kick returner he mm-hmm. he he played some running back he, he was played, a he was their playmaker pollard. he yeah. was their tony pollard except he was way better in the younger point of his career mm-hmm. at least at this point I mean, I hear what you're saying. (laughs) I don't know if I – I actually talked about that on the radio today. I don't know if I want, like, Pollard moving out to receiver full time just because I do think he's such – he's so valuable as a backup running back. Like, to Derek's point, I think he's the best backup running back the Cowboys have had since, I don't know, not Julius, um, um – Best your, boy your boy from Arkansas. Your boy from Arkansas. At least in the last four, or five, six years. First round pick to get him. That's yeah, true. Yeah. So I don't want him moving out of there, but I would. I wouldn't mind giving him some of those touches yeah. again. I mean, 
you we were joking about it. They gave Cobb a you know an end around last night, and he didn't get any yards. I'm like, well, there's a guy with a little bit. There's two guys with a little bit more juice who could maybe take that carry. Pollard you, you and Tavon. Actually, you actually thought that was a good play to put on tape. I I do, but you could choose somebody. I just like the idea of doing that so that. Mm-hmm. Defenses have to account for it. I you don't never care. hand it off when those guys are going right. across. Like then nobody respects it, right? I don't care who takes it, but I like the idea of doing this it. This team has a ton of un- unrestricted free agents next year. I mean, starting with the quarterback and the wide receiver, who at this point will be unrestricted unless they do something different. But there's some other guys too. Cobb is one of them. I just can't see a scenario where. Cobb really comes back. I mean, it may, maybe, but I mean, I think that would. I mean, at the halfway point, I think that would surprise me. Just when you think about money and age and they stuff gotta like do that, something to those defensive linemen, though. That's going to be the big one. Yeah, I just, I just feel for Cobb because he's about, you know, eighteen inches away from being like one of the stories of the season. Like if six plays go his way, then. He's got about uh, 200 more yards and three more touchdowns. Yeah. And we're like, damn, that was such a good investment by the Cowboys. And it just hasn't worked out. Yep. Let's talk about a couple. Uh, and actually, it's one in particular I really want to get a chance to talk about some top players from yesterday. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about one, Sean Lee. Well, we're going to do a list on you know what we always do on Victory, Monday, Tuesday, whatever. Mm. And of the best players, and he's he's number one. I'm just going to say right now. He, Top player he, from yesterday. You I think, think so. of Sean Lee. Yeah. They were out with one of their young superstars with Leighton Van Der Esch. He comes in and says, don't forget about me. And, and he, he had some really big plays. And I thought he, he was I thought he was all over the place. And I mean, so was Jalen Smith. But, you know, just, just seeing the old guy do it. And, and I talked to him some after the game. And he kind of was snickering a little bit like, I'm not that old. You know I mean? Really, <laughs> was like, you know. No, seriously. I'm not yeah. that old. Yeah. He said something really interesting though. Though we're gonna, I'm gonna write a story about it later this week or maybe tomorrow. Just he's like, I feel like I'm playing in high school again. I feel like I'm playing high school football. Um, it's just so much fun, you know. Like I'm, I got these young, energetic players, and I'm, I'm this old senior guy, senior captain, or whatever. And mm-hmm. these other guys are energizing us both. But it's so much fun. Him and Jason Witten out there, and you know, we didn't talk about Witten, but I thought Witten had had a nice game too for yeah. what they want him to do. Just turn around. Catch the ball, move, get upfield. He was eight of nine, Dave. I mean, like, God, Dave's killing him. <laughs> Dave is like, drop, he's the goat. He's not supposed to ever drop the ball. Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, sorry. I mean, he had a nice game. I was, I was beside myself at the end of the end of the half sequence. Like they played terribly for most of the first half. They, I mean, they were trying to get in position for a field goal. And mm-hmm. I mean, if if they hit on one of those deep throws and it's a touchdown, obviously I'm eating crow. But yeah, like. They wait. They waited till third down to just try, like just try for the easy ball. Yeah, I'm with make you. Make a make. Get it. I just feel like Jason Garrett has this like mental block where he's like, "Well, this is Mount. This is Maher's range. So this is all we have to worry about." They did it uh, at the end of the Washington game, the one that they lost last year. I remember going ballistic because mm-hmm. like they got to right in Maher's range, and they're like, "Cool, we don't need to go any further. Right. Let's just kick this thing." I'm like. Why, though? And don't I be felt, greedy. Just take more yards to give him a better shot. Just throw checkdowns to Witten like they did against Green yeah. Bay. Throw checkdowns to Witten as many yards as they'll let you have and make this thing easy, which Maher made the kick, so it doesn't matter. But some of those some of those decisions baffle me. Amber, tell me about a standout player for you. If you had to give, other than Sean, if there was a guy you wanted to give, like, standout player award to, who would it be? 
Well, real quick, uh, going back to Sean Lee, uh, I know there are a lot of people on Twitter asking how he's doing, if he got injured or not. He was shaking up on that last play. I believe it was his arm mm -hmm. that got hurt. But from what I heard last night, he he's fine. It's yeah. not nothing yeah. serious. Yeah. But that's the part that worries you, right? That too. He, yeah. As good as Sean is, it's always going to be in the back of your mind. Well, is he okay? Is he is he healthy? Yeah. Like that's always. And at this point in his career, that's just going to be a part of it. it. It just is. I was actually going to say it's worth remembering. Like he didn't lose his job because his level of play dropped. Yeah. He got hurt, and the first round pick started playing like one, and the rest is history. So. It shouldn't necessarily be surprising that given the opportunity to play this many snaps, he's pretty good. Right. Just if can he sustain his good health, which is why when Leighton is fully healthy, I don't expect Sean Lee to just take back over all those snaps because I think they're mindful of that. I think right. they want him fresh. I agree with that. But real quick, let yeah. me give out a name. Jordan, Jordan Lewis. Lewis. I knew Lewis That's why I went to you. That's why I went to you because I knew where you were going. Uh, Jordan Lewis, he he just makes me so happy on and off the field. His charisma. Okay, okay. Uh, Seriously, what? I didn't, you're what? No, I was taking a drink. I took a drink so of my Kool Aid. What? What are you talking about? He's married. Uh, he's expecting a baby. He's I know he's married. I think. Well, he's expecting a baby. Uh, okay. Or that's what. Taylor told me. I don't know. Yes. But <laughs> God, I hope so. I hope so now. Jeez, I hope. I and I hope know. we're not ruining this surprise for somebody. Right I don't really know. The point is, right he's a great guy. I'm excited to see him when he makes those kinds of plays, taking advantage of it, hopefully making Chris Richard's decision harder when Anthony Brown gets ready to get back on the field. So that I, I, that was really excited to see him taking advantage of those kinds of opportunities once again. It was interesting how they mixed them in last night with with Anthony, and I don't know if that was about injury that that he was kind of they were kind of mixing them back and forth. But I, I just I love the fact that Jordan Lewis just seems to find the ball like yeah. And and there is something to that. I'm a big believer in yep. that. There's something to guys that just know how to be in the vicinity of the ball and make plays. His, you know, and his first he game seems to be that guy. He ever played I believe he against the Broncos week two yep. and he gets an interception and against Houston last year the ball you know he wasn't playing much the ball just on the sideline and he makes yeah. the play of course, New Orleans, New Orleans yeah. of course but yeah I mean in two games now in that stadium he's had an interception in the red zone and then that fumble you can I don't know you can call me crazy if you want they are NFL players but I think that's a sneaky hard play to make. Like the ball's kind of squirting around like that, mm -hmm. and he's coming in at full speed. It says a lot about his ball skills, and we know he has them, but it says a lot about his ball skills that he can pick that thing up on the sprint, like well, smooth, like smooth as hell, like no gone, bobbling. Yeah. He's not tripping over himself, and he's out well, of there. There's a reason why he was the you know guy on offense for the jet sweeps last year and, and the yeah, kick return and true. all that stuff. I mean. They, not that they really threw him the ball or anything, but there's there's a reason why they, they've kind of got him doing those kind of things. Mm -hmm. So I haven't seen that play, actually, other than just we were down on the field. and I'm looking I had up. to watch it this morning. It yeah. like They sacked him, and it kind of bounced underneath two different guys. and He, come in, he came in flying, like, yeah. boom, and like, took the ball and just I kept like going. Foom. Yeah. yeah nice. <laughs> All right. We appreciate you guys joining us. We're back tomorrow at our normal time. Tomorrow will be at 1145. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I am Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break. Live on DallasCowboys.com. Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!